Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M. We've got a fun episode of the podcast this week. Oh, I got two this week. We always do two a week. That's how we roll it this week in Marvel. But this .5 episode is a fun one. Uh, two buddies of mine, one from Hot 97, DJ Juanito, and uh, Stat Guy Greg from ESPN's Cheap Heat podcast. They came by the office. Uh, they're big Marvel fans. I like the hip, the hop, and all that fun stuff that they do, and the wrestling, and all the good stuff. Uh, no, we, we had great conversation here on the podcast, and uh, just watching the two of them geek out before this and like lose their minds over all the fun Marvel stuff here was really cool. So hope you enjoy this talk, and uh, more episodes coming up. I don't know what Blake usually does in his intros. Does he even record an intro? Sure. Let's say yes. Great job, everyone. Enjoy the show. Hey, and we're back. And you know what? I just we have some fun guests come yeah, by Marvel, and we totally, said, man. "Why don't we have them on the show?" Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I am uh, Greg the Virgin, aka Stat Guy Greg, aka Greg Hyde, uh, from the Cheap Heat Podcast, and budding Marvel super fan. <laughs> we're, we're working on Happy it. Happy to be here. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know he was the Virgin. Where did that come from? That's a whole different lane. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's a whole different lane. Wow. Oh, uh, I'm I'm DJ Wanio, aka uh, Tallest Mexican, aka first producer of Juan Ev, which is amazing. The uh, tallest Mexican. The tallest Mexican. Actually, a, a street DJ by the name of DJ Kase gave me that name. He's from East Harlem. So in East Harlem, there's uh, on 116 is nothing but Mexicans that live a on. Mexican yeah, population. My cousins live in that in area, so he's like. You're pretty tall. You're like you're, you're, you're sh- the people that I know are short. I'm like, yeah, you're like a tall Mexican. I never, never, never. Um, <laughs> That's a great you know, nickname, though. Oh, it was, yeah. and it stuck with me for the last eight years. That's and awesome. It's been great, man. I'm I'm excited to be on here. Like, this is amazing. No? So, what's the name of the podcast? This, this week in Marvel. Marvel. This hey, week in Marvel. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So. It started because Greg and I, have, you know, we've known Greg for a while. I don't even know at this point, just because I, we were wrestling fans of, shows, yeah, yeah. Just like making the rounds at MSG and um, last year Barclay in Dallas, and yeah, Dallas, yeah. and just hanging out and just being yeah. fans of everything. And then you linked me up with Juanito, and yeah, I didn't realize he was a, a fan either. I think he posted a a picture on Instagram about um, a movie that started filming. And I was like, Ryan, is this true? Like, <laughs> Wait, which one so. was it? I think I it was know. Infinity War. Might have been. Yeah. It was either oh. Infinity War or Black Panther, because those oh. are the most recent ones. I was yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I need, to, I need this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really stuck on. Well, I'm the most. The last thing I'm really stuck on is Deadpool when he comes mm. out, and that's a pay, it pays tribute to uh, Ferris Bueller. I yeah. was like, all right, whoever. Does, wrote this whole movie is a genius he's <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is amazing he brings that character to life so oh man so, he, so he's linked me and you on an email ever since then I've been like super geeked out like what <laughs> yeah. were you a big Deadpool fan growing up no I think the comic book um, really came life to when the movie started being production and um, I'm more of um, collecting Bishop Bishop was it Bishop All yeah right. Bishop was he's, like, because he's he, gonna be back. He is. Yeah. We're, we're putting him back in the comics. Sasha and X-Men. Bishop is definitely, I think, a, a good character. Um, 
I think he he was like when I saw Blade, I was like, he's a Bishop knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Blade showed up in what like 1973. Yeah, he was in the 70s. Bishop was in the 90s. But you know what? Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, you know, bit of a Blade knockoff. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, or, or I like it. Bishop knockoff. It's fine. Whatever mm. you want. I like it. Who else were you into when you were younger? Uh, let me see. Because oh. you mentioned your brother uh, was Hulk, Hulk watching on Hulk on, on television. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably one of my favorites. And that there was a, um, they said there was a war between Hulk, Spider-Man, and and Wolverine. Hmm. There was a, and then there had to be something in the comics where there was Hulk, Wolverine, and Spider-Man in a battle, but then they fought against each other. I don't know. I mean, they've they're always sort of around each other. Maybe it was like going back and forth, but it wasn't like a real, real aggressive. It was just like, Mm -hmm. you hit me. Oh, you're like my brother. You hit me. You smack me up. Oh, oh, we gotta get to an argument. (laughs) That's Um, how it happens in comics. You know, that's how it happens with Hulk. Yeah, (laughs) you don't want to touch him. I always think Hulk because like a bipolar thing. Like you know, it's like you touch him like. Why you hate me? And then he gets in this green thing. And I was like, Yeah, you're definitely a bipolar person. There's no way you wasn't diagnosed. You just oh, like we've we've delved deep into Hulk's psychological issues. Over really? Years. Yeah, yeah. Which it made for some really great stories. Was he an only child? I always thought he, <laughs> he, was, an only he was an only child. His dad child. was uh, abused, abused him. him. Mm. Abused him. Abused his mom, yep, I believe. His mom too. Yeah. There's some deep issues in there. Oh man, I want. I always thought like, well, just to be fair, I love Marvel, but when when they did the Hulk movies, I think, uh, what's the name of the actor that plays him now in, in Avengers? Mark Ruffalo. Yes. Yeah. The best actor for it. He yep. fits. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. He fits. I mean, Norin was all right. Mm-hmm. Nor I thought it was it was a top. It was a better. And who's the first guy? Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that wow. movie. Hot, yeah. hot heat on Eric Banner, right? <laughs> but then the, the, the I think guy. sorry. I think the graphics of uh, I think uh, of Hulk evolved each movie. Mm-hmm. It got better oh, and yeah. better. Yeah. When you look at the first movie, and I was telling you guys when I was at Lucasfilm recently, ILM even worked on that, and they had a little maquette of the Hulk from the first movie, and he was like neon, like lime green. Yeah. And it was, you know, you look at where he is now, and it's a. a Oh, it's hard to say a natural shade of green, yeah. but almost like oh yeah, it's a natural Hulk shade of green. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that looks like an accurate Hulk. That's like when we've had we had Hulk statues in here at one point, and someone asked me, they're like, "Oh my God, is that life size?" And I go, "What, do you, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> life size like the real Hulk?" And you kind of want to see him in purple pants the whole time, yeah. like, "Why? Where are you buy the purple pants? Yeah, that's the real. How they turn from like brown and black to purple? Like, where did the purple time, come from? Who dyed it?" <laughs> Who took time to dye Hulk's pants? It's part of his powers. And Greg, you 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 just read what Old Man Logan, right? Yeah, I just read Old Man Logan. Like, um, I read through the whole Civil War series, like frontline comics mm-hmm. and like the little side stories and everything. And um, yeah, that was incredible. Like, I love that Marvel Unlimited app, man. Like, it's the best thing. Just putting the money down and investing in that. If you if you're if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> and you should, if you don't have the Marvel Unlimited app. First of all, how are you following the reading list? Second of all, you you, you just you played yourself. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. There's so much content been thrown out. I mean, from uh, from Luke Cage, yeah, from uh, Doctor Strange. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much content been thrown to you. So it's like, so let me ask you more about the app because he mentioned the app before the email initially got sent to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
what can I find for people that don't have that? Tell me more about that. Like, what can people find? It's, a, it's like everything. Just about. so it's twenty thousand. It's over twenty thousand comics going back as far as our first comics in mm-hmm. nineteen thirty nine. Nineteen thirty nine. And it's not everything, but we're working. The I I would imagine the eventual goal is to put everything yeah. Marvel has ever published it really in there. It feels like everything. It, like. The thing, is, and it, that's good, but it, it's so far from it. We still yeah. have so many more because, like, this week we'll have we, added. We get the list every week of the stuff that's being added. And we're like, oh my god, I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Where I'm like, I've never read that before because like, I didn't know it existed. A random Wolverine Punisher series from 1993. Yeah. You're like, sure, let's read that now. Yeah. And so it's that plus it's everything we publish now, from six starting six months back. So the book that comes out yesterday we're recording this on thursday the books that came out yesterday mm-hmm. will be added to the app six months from now wow and so in six months even if you haven't you know bought it on the newsstand or bought it at your local comic shop you can get it catch up on on the app that can way. you purchase the merch like t-shirts no not not right now mm. no um i mean we, we have so many licensees like great places to get so it's mostly just stuff. comic book it's all digital right. versions of the comics that you read basically think of it as like netflix right mm. netflix or hulu or amazon because does netflix let you download and read offline or watch offline they yeah they, they do, do now yeah, they okay so yeah so we let you download a bunch so if you're like like us living in this you know new york and you're mm. in the subway all the time it's perfect yeah it's perfect, oh my it's perfect. God. yeah so it it's real good Oh, wow. We'll set you up, and I'll make sure you're you're good. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, this yeah. is amazing. So, yeah. how long have you guys been doing the podcast? Let me ask you guys questions. Yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to brush up on a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, how long have you guys been involved with Marvel? That's one. So I've I've been here almost ten and a half years yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Came from Wizard Magazine. Yeah, we both we did. Both did. Yep. Um, and then yeah, he followed a year after I was mm-hmm. able to bring Ben directly over to come to Marvel. Um, so yeah. And we're at what episode two hundred and eighties? We're in the mid, early two eighties. We do, we do one per week, but we technically do two per week because we do like a short interview podcast mm. on Tuesdays, and then the main episode on Fridays. Right. So we've done I don't know five hundred episodes or something of wow. this show, but of the what we properly number two hundred eighty two. Mm. So that's almost three years. Yeah. It'll be three years in October. Five years, six years, six yeah, years. My math about? is way off. <laughs> three years. It'll be six years crazy, in, in October. Come on. <laughs> I, bl- I, like I, I blame the, the producer took over after me, after Juan at, his name is Dominican Drew, no name drop. <laughs> I kept the podcast um, numbered. I, when he took over, he just like, I'm not numbering him. Like, you have to How number him. How do you not number him? But this is early. This is like, it's 2007. Okay. No, 2006, seven when Roseburg came to New York, and then... The whole thing when in the studio we were talking about what can we do for content besides on radio? What can we live? Let it live. So a tutorial happened when Roseburg gave Saif a whole breakdown. Like you got to do a podcast. Saif's like, what? And he's a Puerto Rican guy from the Bronx. He's all hip hop related. And he's like, I don't know what the hell this podcast means. So it doesn't. I'm not gonna lie, that was me for, for a long time. <laughs> totally. I don't know what a podcast is. It yeah. just sounds like a radio show. I can listen to whenever I want. But that's pretty much what it is. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't, yeah, I don't know how it got the name, but uh, <laughs> it stuck. It, it is what it is now. And it was like, and then I was trying to keep it organized, and 
when he took over only because our positions at the radio station changed so the producer was now more, more working closely with Rosenberg and Syfe for their morning show I took over a night shift at the radio station so my job and plus I'm not trying to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning <laughs> my punishment was not punishment but the, the blessing of that is now I'm doing mornings with Rosenberg which is comes back in full circle which is pretty cool how is it with him doing all his WWE stuff he's starting to blow up are, do we feel safe? Like I think he'll he be would, around for I a while. I think he would be easier to answer that. Well, I, I, just my, in terms of like, you know, I don't don't want to lose Rosenberg from any sort of the day to day things that he does. But it seems like he's getting more and more WWE work. I think it's the freedom that. Um, I mean, I don't know how deep he is with WWE as a personnel, but I know he's very active. Um, but he has a position there. Of, I think he just comes on what during uh, what's the name of the, of the, of the Sunday the kickoff show? Kickoff yeah. show, right? And he has a bring it to the bring table it to the table. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, WWE, sorry, Arda Okal was just we just had lunch with him and he wanted mm-hmm. to say hello. Ah, thank you. We had hey, him on the podcast hey, as well. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think he has the freedom of doing that ESPN and Hot 97, which is allows him to do so many things. Mm-hmm. So it's a character that of him true to himself been in different forms of being yeah. hip-hop political espn sports funny um which is that in all specs but now it's like a different form of him which is great yeah he he's like he's what every fan of anything wants <laughs> out of their life you know like he loved music and then landed a gig on the hip-hop station in the number one media market mm-hmm. same with sports landed a gig on espn yep. in new york and then wrestling now he's uh, WWE talent. And it's like, I think that's the first of its kind mm-hmm. of three different sure. big. Yeah, he's platform. the Deion Sanders of yeah, broadcasting. Sure. <laughs> that was good, right? Deion Napo Jackson. Yes. Huh. Well, I like Deion. Wasn't fine. Deion baseball and he was football? football. Yeah, there was yeah. something else. He had to he was champion was football and baseball. Yeah, Neon Wait. Dion. Yeah. Neon Dion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. It's interesting not to keep putting Rosenberg over, but you know we are in a similar situation in, the, in that we went from being fans mm-hmm. and then working in industries related to to being behind like inside the yeah, the company that we loved right and you can Isn't see that great though yeah. like, <laughs> for the mo- it is but you can see the, how that changes some people and how mm-hmm. even for us it's it's sort of shifted the way we view things and the way we can enjoy things i, right. I would imagine yeah, yeah, just sure. you know it does change things a little bit so i as much as I love wrestling or Godzilla, like I friggin' love Godzilla, I would love never want to work on Godzilla stuff because <laughs> why? Because you got to know the story. I, oh. I can't like enjoy that, it right? as a pure fan. Oh yeah, you know, there, there's a certain thing that you, you know, lose. Secrets. Exactly. I think the same thing for learning and knowing what I know now about radio and hip hop and DJ and stuff like that. Like Angie Martinez was the reason why I went to radio. I went. I was. Uh, I went to FIT uh, full uh, for menswear. So I wanted to be better than what was out there. Like there was in those other brands, like a knee chain, stuff like that. I didn't Ooh. want. Yeah, I. Did, 
that wasn't it for me. I was like, no, there's other stuff that's really tailored to people who actually dress well and looks more trendier, more fashion, and it's not going to cost that much. So that was my original goal. Mm. Um, my brother, who was at, at Columbia Sportswear, he was like, all right, you handle the business, and he'll end designs. But I was a better designer than him. But that's, <laughs> that's the Which is why he got you off of the designs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then one day I'm, I'm going to a textile class, and I'm listening to my Walkman. It's how far long ago was it? <laughs> 83. <laughs> so this is my Walkman, and um, I'm hearing Angie, just, uh, the midday jock at the time, who's a legend in radio. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge hip-hop person, but I've been, I grew up in New York. Yeah. Hot 97, I listened to it yeah. a ton when I was a kid. So she's I been like the marquee no. New York yeah. hip-hop. Angie and Funk Flex are like yeah, I was the say, you always, 100%. always hear. Hearing her and Pierce do what she, she was, um, and this is in between, I think this is right after, um, the Nas and Jay Z battle, right? So I'm listening to the whole battle here and they're talking like, how do I do that? And the same thing I'm learning of just how do I design these, you know, clothes, the same that same passion kicked in right there. And I quit FIT. Then I was like, you know what? Let me just transfer my credit just to make sure I'm all right. <laughs> um, just in case. Just in case. I don't want to start fresh again. Let me yo, I need some of these credits. And then um, a fr- my sister-in-law what used to be a uh, traffic person traffic and handles the they're the liaisons of uh, business and, and commercials or like that so they handled the business so she was cool friends with a lover a mm. lover had a f- mutual friend in, in promotions department of radio and somehow we kind of linked while I was in what was that? That was my watch telling me to move. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got like 11,000 steps, so I think you're fine. I, it doesn't matter. It's oh. still like, get your ass up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I got to come back to that. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, and then I, I applied for an internship. I ended up getting called in for an interview for a job. The next day I got called in. I'm like, oh. So I do think the important thing is, is knowing someone in a field, mm-hmm. getting in. But then after that, it was like, I know everything about New York radio from that point. Now a fan is going in this building. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm going to tear this building up. <laughs> it definitely was some bumps of highs and lows. So uh, seeing all the, like, the beefs, the transitions of songs from 2003 till now, mm. all the genres changing from, like, down south. New York uh, complaining about the hip-hop rap beef and stuff like that not working out. It, seeing all that mesh, now we're getting a, a a gumball of great music from Kendrick. Then you got Migos. You got a bunch of other stuff meshing together. The Drakes all coming to life. Seeing that and the personalities are all different, changing, and um, I can't. I, I would never change that for me. That was just amazing, just from that standpoint and a goal, I guess. And I imagine it also helps that because music is constantly changing and evolving and there's so many personalities that it never gets boring right no. like yeah. there's always something new yeah and that's what that's what we find yeah, it's, what comics, are. I mean, it's comics or when we deal with video games yeah, or movies yeah, yeah. there's always something new that even if like we're like i've been dealing with this for too long shift change your brain work on something else and you're everything's fine yeah and I, i've noticed that too like just with myself i've you know, you talk about music. I'm getting caught in um, just like a time warp where like I like this sound and it's not the sound of today, but I mean, creatively, it's like, like I said in there with Marvel, like you guys managed to still tell 
new and fresh and relevant stories, even though you've been telling new and fresh and relevant stories since like 1939. Mm-hmm. And same thing mm-hmm. with hip hop, it's like DJs manage to still love what they love and appreciate the new sound, and I, it, it's just amazing yeah. to me. We're lucky. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff. Sure. What? Uh, how'd you get into lawyering? Oh man, that was an, a, a total fluke and an accident. Like, <laughs> um, I was in college and I was a junior, and my advisor went on sabbatical. So I had a um, I had a new advisor, like I guess an interim college advisor at the time, and he was Dr. Neeland. He asked me, you know, what are you going to do when you graduate? And I was a political science major, mm-hmm. and I really had no plan because even me being a political science major, it wasn't because I love <laughs> politics, but it was because like. You look at the list of majors, right? And it's like, okay, science is too precise. I'm not going to get that. I'm not a science guy. Same thing with math. Those went out the window. Um, I don't sing or, or anything like that. So music, arts, all that out. You dance though, right? A little bit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ow! A little bit. But yeah, arts was out. And then, um, you know, English, all of that was out. And then my, my mind set to this... I just had the idea that with politics, it's like everybody has their viewpoint. Your viewpoint isn't necessarily wrong. It's just how you present your viewpoint. So politics gave me the most freedom to BS my way through school, I thought, political science, because they'll throw a topic out there, and all I have to do is choose the viewpoint that you know, had the most information on it that I could express. Whether I agree with it or not, Right. I could express this viewpoint very well and do very well in the classes, and I did. It was just like a scam with uh, of just, this is how I'm going to coast my way through school. Take the subject that I can do the best with the least. <laughs> and then he came to me and was like, what are you going to do after school? And I had no idea. And he was said to me, you know, most people with core political science majors go to law school mm. and so I was like alright I guess I'm going to law school I studied for the LSAT took the LSAT Easy. and um, ended up in law school and then I was like now now I'm all in like I'm in law school I did my three years and you know wasn't going to waste it so mm. took the bar and then followed the lawyer path Wow. but yeah it would have never happened because I had no interest in it no no want I was trying to just get the college degree as easy as I can and it was the next step. It's an inspirational story. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're on Cheap Heat, which is actually your your sister podcast. Because ESPN, it's a Cheap Cheap Heat's yep. an ESPN podcast. Yep. It's true. Marvel, yep. This Week of Marvel. At least a cousin podcast. Cousin. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, something. This is definitely family, though. Yeah. Yes. Larger family. We're it's all in the house of mouth somewhere. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's a good crazy. thing. So, um, I want to like dig in with your brains of of what your favorite hip hop genre or maybe era. I think that's important. Era. I want to say now because it's different. Growing up or till now, what's what was the era that you, it really stuck with you and you still? That's what I like. I will listen to EPMD mm. anytime. I will listen to the two soundtracks of my youth as a hip-hop fan which business because everything was themed business yeah, i know <laughs> businesses uh business never personal uh but uh juice mm-hmm. yeah. and new jack city yeah. i just rewatched. i made my wife watch new jack city mm. like a week and a half ago mm-hmm. i think we were having a snow day or something and i was like you gotta watch this movie i love this movie this is like 
New, she's not from New York. It's like one of those things. I'm like, yeah, Juice is like very, juice. very uh, Harlem. Yeah. Also, Samuel L. Jackson is in Juice. He is. Yeah. He is. He's uh, <laughs> in the bar. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or is it the the candy? No, he's in the bar. Yeah, the it bar. is the bar. Yeah. 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 So good. So yeah, I it was for me. It was mostly New York hip hop from the early '90s, late '80s. Yeah. And I don't even know how I got into it. I, it it's, was just yeah, like that was. It was just the music I ended up listening to before I got into like more rock and metal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I will say this too about Samuel L. Jackson and Juice. He has one of the most profound movie quotes of his career and and the movies in general. He says, "Just because you put syrup on stuff doesn't make it pancakes." Now he doesn't say stuff. <laughs> <laughs> says another S word, but I, that's very that's real deep for Juice. If you've seen it, do you remember this quote? I don't remember that quote. I have. A, I I actually just bought it uh, on digital mm-hmm. of like two months ago because yeah. I wanted to watch it again, but I haven't watched it yet. Now I'm gonna have to go watch it's it so to get true. that quote. Like, just because you put syrup on stuff, don't make it pancakes. It's it true. is what it is, no matter what you do to it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. but like Naughty by Nature, the Uptown Anthem mm-hmm. song from that is. Yeah, that whole soundtrack. Like, yeah, the whole soundtrack, top to right. bottom, is incredible. But like, it's still music I'll put on once in a while now. Yeah. Whereas I like, there was, uh, who is the um, Chance the Rapper? Okay, yeah. I read like an article about him. I was like, I want to check him out, and I listened to his stuff. I can't remember anything about it. Just listen. I, I'm not saying it was bad, mm-hmm. but nothing clicked with me when I had it on in the background. Whereas right. there's some music that immediately you're like, this is this is a thing that you want constantly over and over again right it's it's hard like even some some of the new music we get and it's uh, for me we gotta watch it out for every little small thing now we're worried about social media now we're worried about it, it changes because you know the artists could be you know great on sound but then it's like all right now do they have a following that will project them the label mm-hmm. or themselves go out on tour and that's a big thing for the artists sure. they're not they don't go on tour their their, ch- their ounces or anything chances in life is so slim. I imagine because the way the business is now, it's yeah probably. It's I all mean, chances is the only one that really pierced through the record label business without going through a record label, mm. go, winning a Grammy, no type of major funding of from any label, and cutting I guess a deal with Apple Music. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, like I I need to after this when we get on email, I need some like some recommendations for new stuff and <laughs> good stuff to check out if you, if you go with I would say if you had um, Juice I would say go with uh, Run the Jewels Kendrick Tribe Tri- the Tribe. new Tribe record was incredible oh, yeah. I yeah. listened to that like for four days straight right. just on repeat uh, Kate Trinata is pretty good who? Kate Trinata okay I don't okay. know him. well it's it's all he's a producer okay so it's he's he's producing he has he, he has uh, other newer artists on his on his project um, sonically I would think I think stick with those and then you'll you'll know like alright I'll branch out. Uh, you know who else I like of recent? Uh, P.O.S. Okay. I love him. We had him by here. Just great dude. The um, uh, We Don't Live Here Anymore was like a phenomenal record. Right. I listened to that over and over again. That was really good. Yeah, you really like One of the Jewels because they they able to pick certain, they able to recreate certain things. I've listened to a little bit. I should probably just get it all and just check it all out. Now, besides hip-hop, what mm-hmm. other genre besides rock? Like, uh, like I like... I think it's they call it like dark wave or sit like uh, '80s style synth 
music. So it's not dance. It's not like, is it, well, this is more rock or more like alternative? It, it's not, It's. it sounds like if you took John Carpenter, like 80 soundtracks mm-hmm. and you just like put some adrenaline in them <laughs> and like made them like boom, 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 like faster, but right. not dance music. They're, they're like dark. You feel like you're being chased by like a killer. Because <laughs> I, I put it when my wife and I will go out running and I'll put music on on my phone and we'll listen to it out loud. So, you know, we'll talk and, and we'll whatever. And she's like, anytime one of those songs come up, there's a, a group called Perturbator or uh, a, I know, or a group called Carpenter Brute. And they're they're from I think they're both from France. And she'll be like, I love this. It feels like we're being chased down an alleyway. Yeah. She's like, This is the best. And that's really what it, it's, it's it's great. I love that. I want to be part of the purge. Come chase me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he has a bet. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Oh man. What are you listening to? Me? Yeah. You know me. I'm all about the hair metal from the 80s, man. <laughs> Still listening to that. So let me throw out some names out there and tell me what is this more you like. What about Slipknot? Is that a no, thing? I've never really gotten a Slipknot. Okay. Like, stylistically, I could see they would appeal to me, but they, I never got into them specifically. Metallica. Where's that, yeah. where's oh, that, yeah. where's that rank? Absolutely. Hi, classic Metallica is great. Yeah. I interviewed mm-hmm. Kirk Hammett in, oh, wow. in San Francisco. Um, last year, one and of my like, favorite things is their S and M album where they do it with the symphony. That's amazing. It's wow. amazing. Album. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, he's a huge fan of like horror movies, comic books, mm-hmm. like cool stuff. He was great. Just talking to them. Um, just trying to think of. Uh, I guess Nirvana would be more. I think now na- they're they're, cl- they're classic, but they I would think they're more like. For hip hop generation, I think we more they're more pop rock for us because it's like, there if we play that and they play a uh, smell like Teen Spirit in the club, mm-hmm. automatic hit. Everyone would just react to it. Mm. So we think because it's real catchy too. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's it's definitely a, a poppier song of like you know the grunge the the, the like they're like punk vibes. So give me your top five rock of your choice, man. That you guys listen to him. Actually, let me, I'll stick to that. You actually listen to him? Yeah. Metallica for one, right? Metallica wouldn't be one. Guns N' Roses is still going to be one for me. That's that's the greatest of all time for me. My mm-hmm. favorite band of all time. Yeah. Metallica might be into Poison's up there. Mm. I love Poison. The I love blonde, how the blonde you hair. just... I don't care, man. Forever. It makes love, me happy. I love Bon Jovi. Not nah, Molly Crew. Molly Crew. I forgot. Thank you. The Crew, yeah. He's crew, the crew. Actually, the Crew would probably, it'd probably be Guns N' Roses... Motley Crue, Poison, Metallica, Bon Jovi. Wow. For me, it would say I would just sound like a <laughs> in saying that you wouldn't know most of the the bands because they're like <laughs> local small bands from where I grew. Up. Most of like in the in the '90s, I was a photographer at a lot of hardcore shows and mm-hmm. punk shows. Was helping book shows. I had my own website. Like that's how I got the bug to do journalism was by being part of. The, like the local scenes. Did you go to CBGB's? I, w- I went to CB a ton of times. There's actually, I, I was si- standing behind the drum kit for one of my favorite bands. My Probably mm-hmm. my number one band is a band called Silent Majority. Mm-hmm. I was standing behind their drum kit in 97, I think it was, late 90s, it was December, taking photos, and then they turned one of my photos into a poster for their record, <laughs> um, which <laughs> was great. Gonna... That was 97. In 2007, I became friends with a guy who from Long Island he's worked in comics he's worked all this other stuff 
Um, he did a great podcast called Goodfellas Minute. If you ever, if you mm. like Goodfellas, yeah. it's a minute by minute breakdown of the movie, <laughs> wow. which is, is insane. Wow. But it's re- I, I'm on five episodes of it. And it's, I want to hear the part when he go, when the woman has was uh, the the wife has a gun on his head uh, to Ray Liotta. He's like. Wakes up like, oh, yeah. she's oh. flushing the cold. Those are, those are a good couple episodes. Um, but so I became friends with Ron through comics. And we find out that in my, the poster, mm-hmm. he's in the front row in 1997. You can see him, and I'm the one taking the photograph. We don't become friends until 10 years later. That's crazy. Wow. And that's the kind of thing I love about music. Whatever kind of music, there's connections that you don't even know have formed, and someday they just they come up. And you guys... Crazy. To me, around the whole office, uh, and we was, what was the room we just stopped by recently? Uh, uh, the gentleman recognized me. Yeah, Chris Robinson. So in that room, um, they showed a, a comic book of had like different hip hop covers, mm-hmm. and he showed me Nas. And I think one of my childhood thing, things is to see a Nas show, which I had seen a bunch at this point, but actually going on a road with Nas and DJing a tour with him was probably the thing for me. Mm-hmm. Besides wanting to see Big Smalls perform, mm-hmm. um, what in being in Marvel has been? Wow, I, I dreamt of just kind of like loving their music, loving the comics, but now actually being working in the same. Yeah, that's a good one, <sighs> man. You know, me, is there a character? Well, then no. You know. For me, it was definitely. So my favorite writer of all time, um, and my favorite writer when I was a kid was this guy Fabian Nicieza who kind of drifted away from comics. <laughs> and then one of the things that I like personally felt responsible for when I came back was a lot of guys like him, like Kurt Busiek, like people who had kind of faded a little, I wanted to spotlight them a little more because I thought they were important. So I'm not saying I solely got like Fabian back into the Marvel rotation. <laughs> he worked his way back in because the guy freaking co- co-created Deadpool, so wow. he was a big deal. But I got to sit next to him on a panel at a Comic-Con. And we had at this point like already gone out for lunch and stuff, and like we were friends, and it was just like me and him were playing off each other on the panel. And to me, that was like the pinnacle. And then we had an interview with him not too long ago about one of my favorite stories from when I was a kid, and we just talked on the phone for mm-hmm. like 45 minutes about this story that I loved as a kid. And I was like, who would imagine as a kid reading this story, I would get to talk to the writer about it and ask like really profound questions. Right. So. That's it right there. I like how he toot his own horn. Like, yeah, I brought it back. back. I brought it back. (laughs) I I definitely did not. I definitely did not. (laughs) You should take credit for that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. For me, you know, like, I would love to have met Jack Kirby. Mm. It just wasn't going to happen. It didn't happen. Um, But I guess meeting and talking to, like, Garth Ennis and various people whose work I've loved or getting a piece of art from created just for me. When I left Wizard, we had a tradition. If you leave the company, you go somewhere else, the people commission a piece for you yeah. from your favorite artist with your favorite characters. Yeah. So having a piece of art just for me featuring my favorite characters from my favorite artist was super cool. Plus, I've been able to uh, merge all my loves of video games and comics and toys and all this stuff and actually get into our video games mm-hmm. and so that I feel like you know what everything else from here is golden <laughs> I'm in our Lego Marvel superheroes game I've got a taco truck named after me in our Lego Avengers game well, I'm in the this. credits uh, of Marvel oh, yeah. vs. Capcom oh, yeah. 3 like I feel like I'm okay I'm happy it's oh. all gravy so in, in well, Comic Con is, is a big thing in New York and doing morning radio the last two or three years we will go online 
and try to find out who is the biggest, uh, according to hip hop, uh, the biggest geek or fan of Comic Con. So we come all sorts of people dressed in costumes and oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. And I will always be amazed that the amount of where it was, I think, four, maybe, I would say six years ago, because the first one I went to was maybe six years ago. And I went because a lady friend that I was dealing with, she no, was you into want to go. You want to <laughs> go. No, I wanted to go, but I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> right. I, ever since then, I've been super hooked. And the, pr- the problem is getting tickets for that has been the most hard thing to do. <laughs> it is uh, tough. Yeah. yeah. You should be able to get it pretty easily as you can go as press. Like, Well, that's what I think because we hit uh, most, some of our, now we have a digital um, team at Hot. Um, that has their own people to go there, but like to us to go there, I think it's another another step. So mm. I'll try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We go to Comic Con. We like, you know, in you New got York. A whole setup too. Like, yeah, we get legit. like our own sort of skybox with our own bathroom, and we do our own production, like live video and stuff like that. This year, we're gonna change it up and do some crazy stuff. What was probably the biggest company in Comic Con? We hope. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, has to be. So. You know, if you take. Marvel Entertainment plus whatever presence we bring for television or movies or mm. video games, our product that's around. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about that, like uh, the the TV and movie stuff, because that, that is what has kept me, like, looped in Marvel from way back from, like, the cartoons on Fox. We didn't, ha- we didn't have that growing up. That The the, the, the Netflix the, of... The live-action stuff? Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't have that. No, like, no. Yeah. It's weird, because it, you had Incredible Hulk, yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's the just this gap for Marvel yeah. for so long. It's... I don't know. I mean, it's, I'm glad we have what we have now, because right. we're firing. But, but, but you're also feeding it, and I think, I think what you guys do for Marvel is similar to what the hip-hop game is. It's just... 1,001 characters feeding SoundCloud, yeah. Spotify. You're getting constant music every day by the minute by minute. What I love about the shows and the movies particular is that, like, yo, you have to watch everything. You have to watch everything because it, it all is it's all so intertwined. But at the same time, like, if you watch the Iron Man trilogy as just a trilogy... It's fine, but then when you watch... No, you have to watch every other movie. Right, when you watch other <laughs> movies and you see like how something that you thought was a throwaway over here means a lot more in another movie, it's crazy. And then even if you... So you take the Iron Man movie as a trilogy or even like Captain America, but then you put them together for the Avengers stuff, and then it's like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still happening on TV that has things that play into the movies. And then... On the Netflix side of it, you have like the Defenders and all that coming up, and like they make they made little mentions to to things that happen in the movies without outright saying anything. But it's like you have you can enjoy each thing by itself, but if you want to really enjoy it, like you have to catch every episode of everything. And like I was telling you too, even even Agent Carter will be missed because like that that history that they talk about, like every time they talk about. Um, Howard Stark and things like that. That's stuff that they were able to get into in Agent Carter and like connect, you know, the first Captain America in the history in with everything. It's like, yeah. I love that you created a whole world that is just like, it's vast. Like it's movies, it's, it's TV shows, it's seasons on seasons and sequels and everything. But like, 
nothing feels tired nothing feels old like you get hype and like you're even expanding this world like it's it, you got guardians of the guys it's out of the world you know like it's crazy it's, <laughs> yeah it's amazing man. We're, we're in a good place we're lucky yeah. and i think it's it's gonna be i don't know if you do you play video games at all i try yes. not to yeah it's, yeah. Well, I, I, I think my, if I stick to that, it's gonna be. I'll be <laughs> another addiction. I get a, I, I got a compulsive disorder where I just got to keep doing the same thing. So I'm like either yeah. watching YouTube or or Twitter, make sure what's going on in the world, and then reporting that to the next day. And it's mm. adding video games would be another ADD stuff that I don't need to add <laughs> onto my list. Believe me, I know. I'm like obsessed when I, when I get into a game. It's just but if I go to like a, an event or convention, like yo, this is this is gonna happen. This new game. Oh, I'm all for it. I'm game. Let's yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, learning about it and knowing what it is, I'm good with it. Do I need to be actively playing? No, you one do, or two, though. Like, one or two, three times, I think I'm good. But then if I get stuck in it, I'm being a rabbit hole. I'm like, oh my. I'll be in there forever. Like, <laughs> and I'll say this not to even sound like a shill, but like, um, Avengers Academy is one of those games, just like what you were talking about. Like, you'll start and you're like, oh, it's cool, like, you know, something to pass the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you play it, and then like, an event pops up, and you're like, all right, yo, I got to make sure that I'm on this game <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning when my character gets freed up. I wake up, set him on a different task, like, get my, <laughs> do my thing. You are like, hardcore. Yeah, no, wow. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I think stuff like that is good, but what we've seen from television and movies at Marvel is where our games team is going mm-hmm. and making these experiences that you dreamed of yep. since you were a kid. You know, like, the the those, what in video games they call them AAA experiences, those things that are, like, transformative amazing storytelling gameplay and all that stuff the things that they're working on it's incredible yeah yeah it's a lot to be excited about right? I think I gave up most of my when I was young I gave most of my check to the Capcom Marvel <laughs> arcade, <laughs> arcade game oh yeah um, defeated quarters going to, going to Nathan's and they'll be there I'm like oh, I'm gonna go you're from Yonkers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, I used to go to that Nathan's all the time. Oh, the best. <laughs> yeah. There was another Nathan's in, in Mamaronic that had. Uh, okay. You, you go there and they changed the name to, I forgot something, but it was Nathan's. You go in there and you just go put money in the machine, get your coins, and go inside, you play. Every, I was there every weekend. Mm-hmm. My dad's like, why are you spending all your money? I'm like, listen, you don't understand. This is like you a don't. ritual. It's competitive, right? Yeah. And that's what I think, um, I think it will make the huge difference of going up against someone and that's what the characters are characters are you're setting them up for to be you versus this guy you versus that guy and that's the same thing I can relate to in, in, in rap for rappers to go back and forth yep. it's a competitive sport so Daredevil I want to see him up go up against Deadpool let's go let's, let's yeah. put these guys in a match let's, yeah. let's see what happens it's a good fight yeah a lot of red oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright we're gonna wrap it up but uh, alright Juanito, where can fans listen to you? Where can they find you online? Uh, currently, I'm at, me and my, a good friend of mine who is Rosenberg's assistant, uh, Hip Hop Mike, we have a, a podcast called Feed the Meter. Uh, it's a branch off of Juan Epstein. Um, you can find that on iTunes. Called, type in Feed the Meter on Feed the Meter NYC on Twitter and Instagram. Myself, DJ Juanito, uh, DJ J-U-A-N-Y-T-O at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Wait, but what's what's the feed the meter? What's the feed the meter is basically the show. It's basically uh, about uh, me and him, a uh, hip hop therapy. Mm. So <laughs> I have issues. Mike has issues, but apparently I'm fix- fixing his issues with himself and all his female friends. But we <laughs> we tell stories of what we always experienced experienced in hip hop. So talk about a story that um, when I was younger, I got I got kicked out of a barber chair by Heavy D. 
What? There was I no, mean, it was his chair, but he was messing with me. But he kicked me out. He's like, "All right, kid, get out." And I'm like eight years old, seven years old, and we were in Mount Vernon, and and, and it was on third. Third Avenue, Third Avenue, and he kicked me off. I'm like, uh, all right. And no, no one's gonna say no to Heavy D because no, Heavy right, D's a right, big right. character. Yeah. Um, so we tell those type of stories, and I think that's it's relatable. And then we have, we like to uh, focus on new talent, like on the cusp of, of breaking. So we invite them and share some stories, and that's pretty much carrying our tradition of one Epsi. Yep. So that's pretty much it. And um, Monday mo- uh, mornings on New York, uh, High 97 on Ebro in the morning with Laura Styles and Rosenberg. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., right? Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, funny, um, uh, do a funny little bit. So it's it's funny, you know, bringing my character into life. And I just turn a new page of just trying to find sp- l- uh, laughter in life. That's good. Yeah, so I, I like try that. to make people laugh yeah. as much as I can. Great. Um, yes, and you can find me on the Cheap Heat podcast. We didn't talk about it much, but I'm a pseudo wrestling personality, I guess you could say, right? Sure. Yeah. She dropped the pseudo. Yeah. A gentleman <laughs> and a scholar. Yeah. yeah, you can find me on the Cheap Heat. You are physically strong, as I understand <laughs> it. <laughs> yes. yes. You, know, you can find me on the Cheap Heat podcast. That's also on iTunes. Um, it's an ESPN podcast. Me and my partner, DJ Rosenberg, Peter Rosenberg. Um, we just talk. We recap the week in wrestling, but we give uh, predictions, um, spread I, I some rumors. Particularly like like the beginning of the show, you break down. Here's what happened outside the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's the stuff that as we we, we've all yeah. like as wrestling fans, as hip hop fans, as comic book fans. You want to know what's going on around the stories. Yep. Because you can watch you watch the stories, but you want to know what else is going. What did I miss from that week? That's the stuff, and it's it's always so much that happens uh, outside the ring that we get to touch on Mm -hmm. every week. So, and that's that's a a great part too because sometimes some of the stuff in the ring is you know not that noteworthy. It's (laughs) WrestleMania season now, so you have to catch everything every week. But Mm -hmm. in a down week, we can really do a lot with what's happening outside the ring. I think this for me for being a wrestling fan, just just to see from the outside. It's been a big week. I can notice it's a big week. There was so much. There was a controversy. There was, <laughs> it was there was uh, someone that came back that only comes back during WrestleMania season versus a premier wrestler. Mm-hmm. I when Undertaker comes out, I'm like, oh, oh yes, and I felt like <laughs> exactly. a, I felt like a fire. I'm like, oh my god, he just came back. <laughs> um, that was pretty interesting. So that's this moments like that. I think that and what's going on in hip hop with. With not with with beefs and and um, great music being put out, that's always a generation and a, a time right now. It's good for both entities. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. good for everything. And um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Stat Guy Greg. There you go. I'm also an attorney in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> plug it, plug it. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. The legal department will tell you this. The there's weird attorney advertising rules. Don't plug it. Don't plug but, it. But I did say that my name was Greg Hyde, and I did say that I'm an attorney. So if you feel like you want to um, search that out? I'm just waiting for the day when I'm watching New York One in the morning and I see you. Hello, my name is Greg Hyde. Do you need assistance? Yeah. Or it's on the subway. Do you go to sleep at night and wake up in the morning? Well, you might be suffering from, from mesothelioma. <laughs> or those natural commercials, Selena and Mars, injury attorney. I'm not going to give them too much more. All right. Uh, thank you guys for coming by. Appreciate uh, thanks for having This is fun. Yeah. This is great. Can we, can we find, is there a Twitter or we could follow 
this podcast? Uh, we're so we're on SoundCloud mm-hmm. at SoundCloud SoundCloud.com slash Marvel mm-hmm. and all of our shows are on there. This week of Marvel is the first one you see when you jump in. And um, we're on iTunes, anywhere you get podcasts it's there. Um, but this will go out. We'll make sure we promote it, tag you guys on Marvel. This is amazing. Post it up. <laughs> now I'm thinking like, yo, did Wolverine ever sleep with that woman? And I always like, yeah, the one when he went to Japan, like, I felt like there was a thing there. I'm not sure. <laughs> Spoiler, Wolverine slept with everyone. All right. Yeah. Uh, you do some reading. Come back. We'll, we'll, we'll do another round oh, in, yeah. in a couple months. I can't months. wait. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is Marvel. You are a universe.